Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime, the weekly XFL and USFL predicting podcast. This week, predicting the championship for the XFL and week five already of the USFL 2023 season. And it's the XFL 3.0. The championship is already here for the XFL 3.0. And it's an interesting matchup. I think DC Houston would have been better, but DC Arlington isn't bad. All right, before we get into the content, this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. I will not take any responsibility for any money that was lost or was lost while gambling on things said on this podcast. It's not gambling advice. Um, so I am not responsible for any of that. Also, this podcast is not currently sponsored. If you would like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my, my email is in the description. If you would, this podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. Link to all those will be in the description. RSS Community is recommended because you can see the transcripts there. And without further ado, let's get into it. Starting with the XFL, this is my job made easy. So it's Arlington Renegades at DC. How did they get here? DC convincingly beat the Sea Dragons, and Arlington snuck a win, an upset win against the Renegades, I'm sorry, Roughnecks, which honestly pounded on the Renegades in their two previous matchups. It was very surprising. Luis Perez has been doing pretty well. Sal Canella is a top-tier tight end, but I think what's interesting is Arlington has a losing season, and they need to win two games in a row for the first time in their whole season. So that will be difficult against the 9-1 D.C. defenders, best team in the league, all USFL running back, all USFL quarterback. The running back is Abram Smith. The quarterback is Jordan Tama. They've been doing so well, and... Arlington's small upset of Houston probably isn't as good as uh, the D.C. defenders win. And, yeah, this is just crazy that the Renegades won. It's very surprising, but D.C. is going to beat them. And Luis Perez is a good quarterback, as well as Sal Canella being pretty good. But still, that's not, like, that doesn't make the whole team. Arlington's defense, though, has a turnover in every game so far, which is kind of crazy. But, like, Luis Perez has been doing pretty good for himself. He ranks fourth with receiving, with passing yards. Just under number three, Jordan Tamu. And... The receivers for these teams aren't too high up on the leaderboards for this, but I will say, Sal Canella is just really good at doing uh, tight end things. That's really an interesting sentence. I can totally speak English, but... 
Still, the defenders also have Lucky Jackson, who's pretty good. But Sal Canella is has more receptions than him, surprisingly. But still, I predict D.C. winning this one, and I don't think it will be very close. I'm thinking probably like a 10-point margin against the Renegades. Although, I think that seems a little too small. Maybe like a 13-point margin. Maybe like, I don't know, like maybe like 20, well, actually maybe 24 to 10 isn't too bad. I mean, the defenses are pretty elite, but I do predict Jordan Tamu passing for at least one touchdown, at least two touchdowns. Lucky, I do predict Lucky Jackson catching at least one touchdown, and I do predict that Sal Canella catches at least one touchdown. I predict that uh, Abram Smith will rush for one touchdown, and I predict that Lee Perez will throw one touchdown. Yeah, I think 24 to 10. No, you know, actually, maybe like 28 to 10. I think that sounds right. So 28 to 10 defenders, I think they'll take home the XFL 3.0 championship. And now going to the USFL. Also, I forgot the way this works is uh, you've probably seen it in action already, but I should have reviewed last week's games for the XFL, so I'll do that. And the way it normally works is I'll review last week's later games, talk about each game, and then look at this upcoming week's slate of games and talk about each game, give predictions for score, outcome, and individual performances by players. All right. So, yeah, the Renegades at Roughnecks game, the South Division Championships is really surprising. Oh, wait, I don't have to do this. I did this last week. Never mind. On to the USFL. So in week four, the Gamblers... Beat the Stars. The Gamblers are looking like a pretty okay team. And their quarterback is pretty good. The Stars are not looking too good right now. The Memphis Showboats got their first win against the Michigan Panthers, who are also doing pretty good. The New Orleans Breakers remained undefeated in a quite exciting game against the New Jersey Generals. McLeod Bethel-Thompson is the best quarterback in the league right now. And the Stallions pulled off a 24-20 win against the Maulers. They're the second-best team in the league right now. And then, now, looking to this week, week five, halfway point already. We have the Pittsburgh Maulers at the Michigan Panthers. Now, Josh Love isn't too bad on the Panthers. He is definitely an improvement over Paxton Lynch. They're coming off of giving a team their first ever victory. So, I mean, that's not something you want to do. But the Maulers are a worse team. Like, their their interior defensive line is really good. They have an amazing defensive tackle in number eight. Like, he's really good. He has a lot of sacks. And they lead the league in uh, a lot of defensive stats. It's Boogie Roberts. Number eight is Boogie Roberts. But the team leads the league in many defensive stats. They lead the league 
actually in turnover differential with three. So that's pretty good. They also have 37 kicking points, which isn't something to be super proud of. They are a one and three team. Meanwhile, on the Panthers, Josh Love has been pretty good. Reggie Corbin's done well. I do predict Josh Love throwing at least one touchdown. Reggie Corbin rushing for two. I do predict that Josh Love will be sacked at least once in this game. And, you know, the Maulers, their offense hasn't been the best. But it's not, like, terrible. It's not the... They're not the worst team, but but they're close. They're actually, like, tied for the worst team in the league at 1-3, and three, but... They're honestly not a bad team, and this is too early in the season to honestly be judging at this point. And, you know, they have Troy Williams at quarterback, and I predict him throwing at least two touchdowns in this game. I do predict the Panthers winning in a 24-21 game. I do think it will be close. Now, Gamblers at Stallions. The Stallions are really good. The Gamblers have been pretty good, and I honestly don't know exactly who to pick right now because Birmingham has a few injuries, and, you know, they're not not everything certain. They do have Alex McGoo, who I do believe to be a much better quarterback than Jamar Smith, but that is my opinion Kenji Bahar for the Gamblers hasn't been too bad. He has had a few problems, but he's not really, he's not terrible. And, like, he can win football games. But going to the defending champions, Birmingham Stallions, only one loss. Unfortunately, it was for them and me. I They're my favorite team in the league because I have family in the Southeast in Birmingham doesn't have a team in the NFL. So the thing is, like, unfortunately for them, it was a division game that they lost. So it's not, so it really affects them. But they have a good running back room, CJ Marable and Zamir White and Bo Scarborough. They have a super solid, uh, uh, not Zamir White, Zaquandre White. They have a solid team. They have a solid running back room. I don't know if Post Scarborough is back yet. They have suffered with a few injuries, notably to uh, Scooby Wright, the Shark Dog, who did really well last season, All-USFL linebacker. And they and Marlon Williams, their star wide receiver, did have an ACL tear in the game against New Jersey. Not an ACL tear, Achilles tear in the game, in the season opener against New Jersey. It's not a great injury to have. But anyway, I predict the Stallions winning. I predict Michael Darius catching at least one touchdown. I predict Alex McGrew throwing at least three touchdowns. And I predict that Birmingham will get a rushing touchdown out of at least one of their running backs. And for the Gamblers, I do predict Kenji Bahar 
uh, throwing at least one touchdown against an amazing defense, though. They are going against a defense, but this is a defense struggling with injury, and they lost uh, DeMarcus Gates, who was very important. He got signed to the Bears, I think, who were pretty good. But still, that is a bit of an issue, finding the pass rush. But they haven't done that badly. But going back to the gamblers, Mark Thompson has been just a powerhouse, and I predict him rushing for two touchdowns at least. Um, I predict Birmingham winning the game 28-24. Uh, no, that's actually maybe like 24-20. to 20. Mark Thompson is seriously good. He's just such a threat, really. And just bowling people over. And, yeah, I think maybe 24-20 because the defenses are pretty good on both teams. So, yeah, Birmingham, 24-20. And then the New Jersey Generals at the Philadelphia Stars. The Stars have not looked good at all this season. They, they, they've just looked like pure garbage and nothing else. And that's just really been a problem. This is the runner-up. And the North isn't that competitive. Two At 2-2, two and two, the Generals are in the lead. But then again, there is the thing where, you know, too early to judge. They could go 8-2. and two. Well, Birmingham goes seven and no three and seven, and New Orleans goes four and six. It's technically impossible for that to happen because they will face each other. But really, it's too early to judge. But the talent of receiver for the Generals, they do have. Alonzo Moore, uh, another pass catcher, but tight end. Braden Bowman has been really good. And then Cam Eccles-Looper with the speed there has been doing really well as an amazing receiver. The two-quarterback system with Dakota Prukop has worked, but they have done a bit, leaned a bit more heavily on DeAndre Johnson. I don't know if Prukop is injured, though. Anyway, Darius Victor has been doing really well this season. I predict that DeAndre Johnson throws at least two touchdowns. Darius Victor rushes for at least one. I do predict Cam Eccles Looper catches at least one touchdown. And for the Stars, I don't know what to predict because the Generals have a pretty stout defense and the Stars are the worst in the division. And they're 1-3, so tied for the worst team in the league. They are quarterbacked by Case Cookus. And but and they do have Chris Rowland at wide receiver, but they still have found a way to be really bad at what they do. And like they're a talented team. And with Matt Colburn too, like like I predict Case Cook is throwing at least one touchdown to Chris Rowland, and I do predict Matt Colburn 
rushing for at least one touchdown, but I feel like they should be better. Of course, they've only played four games too early to judge, but they are almost at the halfway point. And if they lose this, they'll be one and four, and they'll have to win every. They'll have to win out to get a winning season. Like I feel like it's a bit too early to judge, but like it's getting really close. Because if the the stars lose two more, it's a losing season for them. So, and that's not a place you want to be. Like, like yeah, they've they've only played four games. But then again, it's ten games in a season. It's not like the NFL where like if a team starts out one and three, they still have a shot with an eighteen week schedule. Like if they start one and three through week four, like they still have like thirteen more games to go. So, but it's not like that. They've only got a few more games to go until game over. It's, they've only got six games. Anyway, show what's up, Breakers. Breakers are going to win. McLeod Bethel Thompson is the best quarterback in the USFL. But the showboats, uh, they're not, that promise and they did beat the Panthers, but like they got blown out forty something to two by Alex McGoo. So I think it's like forty two to two. And that's not something that you ever want to happen. But Cole Kelly's been doing well. He's six seven, two hundred fifty pounds. Uh and like he's bigger than a lot of NFL quarterbacks right now. I mean like if you think about it, like, Anthony Richardson is, like, three inches shorter and, like, nine pounds lighter. Will Levis is three inches shorter and, like, weight and, like, almost 20 pounds lighter. So, like, this guy is huge. He's bigger than a lot of NFL quarterbacks. He's bigger than Ben Roethlisberger. Like... Just, that's how huge of a quarterback he is at 6'7", 250 pounds. He's taller than his offensive line, really. Most of them. But still, with the showboats, they're not without talent, but like as like a new-ish team, it's a little harder to find the talent than it is for, like, an, a more established team. Because this is a sort of new team going against teams that were fully set last season. Like, and they have an okay run game, an okay receivers. Really, I just predict Cole Kelly throwing at least one touchdown in this game. But the Breakers, they're fun. They're, they're really fun. And, like, McLeod Bethel Thompson leads the league in yards, which is crazy. And, like, I think he play, he did play in the NFL for a little bit. But he's just so good at quarterbacking. Of course, he's the best quarterback and like he can he throws just his mechanics his aim is just really good they also have 
a good amount of pass catchers. Sage Surratt, tight end, has been doing really well in games. So, D. Anderson has been doing pretty well. They also have the best running back in the league, Wes Hills, who can also catch out of the backfield. So, this guy has a... So, McLeod Bethel-Thompson has so many weapons. He's got the best runner in the league to compliment him. So, sort of a one-two punch there. I predict Wes Hills rushing for at least two touchdowns and McLeod Bethel-Thompson throwing at least three. And I predict Sage Surratt catching at least one touchdown. I mean, they are going against the showboats. Like, you got to expect a little blow out there, but I predict a 31 to 20, 21, a 31 to 17 win for the breakers. Anyway, that's all the content for today. Just a few messages repeated. This podcast is currently not sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, uh, please contact me. My email is in the description. If you'd like to uh, contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. The link to all those will be in the description. RSS is the recommended way to listen because you can view the transcripts there. And that's really all I have. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime. You'll hear more of me next episode.